business success usually comes to those who are too busy to be looking for it. Join RVK for the award-winning RV on Business Show every Tuesday at 12 midday. It's not about thinking out of the box. There is no box. Only on 101.9 High FM. There's been one sector that has really, really been decimated by Corona. And I've had personal interaction with that, personal interaction with people who work in that. And that's in the creative area, people who are involved in projects, in plays, in movies, and everything that goes with that, the security, the catering, everywhere where there's creativity, where people need to come together in order to benefit from that creativity. And then we had technology that came to save the day in the one in one way, but almost to pave a new road, a new way forward. The challenge we have is that many, many people don't have access to the technology that they need. So on the line with me is Leanne Williams, who's the head of marketing at Vuma. Leanne, first of all, welcome to Chai FM. Thank you very much. Good afternoon. Leanne, before we get into it and, and discuss it, maybe just to, to share you know, one of my own personal stories to do with what we're going to discuss is that I would go to a presentation by the big corporates, the big investment houses, religiously every two weeks, every month, to the point where it really became a bit laborious. But inevitably, I would see the same faces there. I would see the same head of security. I would get used to who was there, different people. And um, one or two people I knew from business, one or two were clients. And all of a sudden, those conferences, those gatherings stopped. They just stopped absolutely dead with no future date for a booking. And these people who had worked religiously, honestly, for years and years and years, were absolutely out of work without any glimmer of hope, with no chance that, yeah, we'll look in six months. There was no chance that they were coming back to work. And the pain was palpable. People's salaries stopped, people's income stopped. And yet... Somehow people find a way to reinvent themselves and to start themselves. That doesn't take away from the pain that, that really happened. What happened in the South African creative space broadly, more than just my personal experience? Um, well, look, we do know that it's, it was or is one of the hardest hit um, areas. Um, we've got, I mean, just as an example, in Cape Town alone, um, they say that I think there's about at least more than 75% of people in the creative industry are in music. Um, and like you know, where do musicians um, have their gigs? It's in stadiums, it's in large areas where people gather. Um, we know that even while the, the government, for example, had put out um, grant funding to try and assist the artists in their various fields or industries, just to your point, connectivity isn't available to everybody. And two of the biggest barriers were, number one, internet connectivity, and number two, which is access to um, apply for the grant funding. And then the second one was um, the language barrier between, I suppose, well, we've got 11 different languages. That's not even counting all the slang that is very prevalent in a lot of what we call our reach areas, which would be the old sort of township areas. Right. Um, you know, it's interesting that you say that because music is almost a languageless, um, you know, medium. You know, one can mm-hmm. sing along, you'll hear people singing la 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 bamba, mince pronouncing it, but they're singing along and they're enjoying the music and they don't even know what the words mean. 
Um, but yet when it comes to actually producing it, putting it together and getting out there, communication is crucial. But Leanne, maybe let's take a step back. Vuma is a well, Vuma Tel is well known. It's become sort of a brand that South Africans relate to. Take us back to the beginning. Who is Vuma? Where is your space in the market? And what's your penetration? Okay, well, Vumital um, Vuma, as we are known out in the public market, is a fiber company. So we are a fiber network operator. So we lay the infrastructure. And our ISPs, our internet service um, providers, then provide connectivity to the actual internet. So um, that starts in 2014. Um, so very good, hey? Right. <laughs> so we are a fairly young company, but we are making great strides. And we, are, we are growing very um, very rapidly. Yeah, it's not often that you see small companies start and grow at the speed that we are um, growing at. Obviously, COVID, I mean, we all talk about how quickly technology has had to advance. And we've achieved so much more in the last almost two years than probably over the next eight to ten years. So, um, I mean, with that, obviously, comes other challenges. Providing connectivity is one thing. But we often talk about what content, what content do people have access to? Do they have devices? Um, do all communities within our country have the luxury of connectivity, which we obviously know the answer. So um, company grew, we realized that, um, we were, I mean, the company's been providing free internet to schools for a long time, almost from inception. But outside of that, we started realizing that having that connectivity and the safety of our kids during school hours is one thing. A big part of the other problem when it comes to school-going youth is what happens after school. So we started expanding our reach into outside of the pure academia of school offerings into what are the other opportunities that connectivity provides for the youth, the very young people. And obviously the guys who are in high school, tertiary guys, people who haven't had the luxury of having had a tertiary education. Um, and instead of waiting to be able to apply for a job, and I think this is where we started um, the, with the creative sectors, how do we get our youth and youngsters to understand? And when I say youth, I use a very broadly. We've had people of 30 and 30 plus years accessing the, the MCC portal, which I'm sure we'll get to. But how do we help them see what this opportunity is that connectivity provides? How do we utilize the people who have been in the industry for a long time and have had to adapt where connectivity has provided more opportunities? I mean, we know that our country, a lot of parents, most parents, can't afford to say, yes, my child, if music is your thing or artistry, painting, drawing, whatever the case may be, is your thing, here's some money off to Paris you go to learn how to cook or off to the US you go to go and learn how to produce a record. We can open those opportunities up by bringing the world to our people and also using the very same technology to showcase the talent that we do have in our country, which we have a lot of, to the rest of them. Yeah, isn't it hysterical? A year and a bit ago, this discussion, if somebody was listening to it, they would have thought that we would have fallen out of the, you know, something strange. So it's totally normal. I'm sitting in a different continent. You sitting down there, I take it in Cape Town and Joburg. Joburg. In Joburg. And yes, I'm complaining about the sun coming through the window behind you. No. <laughs> yeah, let's jump straight back into it. One thing I loved in the press release that you put out, you said, staying true to Vuma's core value, because we can, we must. Yes. That, that's, that's strange. And that's almost 
antithetical to a lot of business thinking today. It's very nice in theory. It's very nice to say it. You go ask the average South African, service delivery is not where it is. Especially when the companies have the ability to deliver and to add value, that is often held back in order to wait for some golden opportunity. What you guys are doing is you're putting your money where your mouth is. You're simply putting your neck on the line and saying, we can deliver and therefore we must. The truth is, let's maybe look at one or two practical solutions. So you now have got Fiverr. Tell us where you've rolled it out and where you've made a difference to certain people. Sure. Okay. Well, I mean, if every, anybody wants to check coverage, they can just go to the Boomer website. We do have quite a large coverage area. It still is obviously in pockets. It's just the way it is. And it costs a lot of money to lay the infrastructure. But um, I'm not sure if um, you, well, I suppose the listeners are aware, we do have two sort of separate categories or two different um, ways that we build. So we have our core areas, which are the greener leafier suburbs, and that was where the company started. We've now branched out into what we call our reach areas, which are the sort of more traditional older township type of um, um, areas or geographies. So just to give you an example of a couple of the areas that we are in, we are in Soweto, we are in Mitchell's Plain, we are in Fosslerus, um, we are in Blue Downs, we are in Chatsworth, Phoenix, and that list is growing literally by the day. So um, we know, like we said, waiting for our governments, which I don't think any or private company should be doing. I really do see us trying to find a way to work together so that all our individual efforts come together and have a more impactful um positive impact, at least, on society. So one of our big drivers around, because we can, we must, is how do we initiate the right conversations? Build is bold. It's what we do as a company. It's what we do with the money speaks and that sort of stuff. But who is that person or who is that company that's saying, okay, this is the reality of where we are at. If this is what we say we are here to serve as an organization, then we should be putting our money where our mouths are. And that is one of the things that I have to say I do love about Fuma. Um, I know a lot of people will say, oh, yes, I mean, you don't have to be a brain surgeon. If you go onto our Twitter and if you go onto Facebook, people will constantly, well, not constantly complain about service. But we are like any organization. You have the handful. We have areas that need to be improved. And, I mean, we are not blind, blind to that. But I really do think that we are making an impact. I believe it and we see it. So that's really what it's all about. It's about, at the end of the day, you guys can roll out and you are rolling out. But as you said, there's two separate things. For example, I know El Dorado Park, where mm-hmm. I have um, staff members that work there. Um, we tried a whole project before, as lockdown came in, to get fiber. And, and all of a sudden, we realized there, there's no fiber there. And it wasn't coming for a while. The truth is that what we were able to get was actually very, very good. And it's worked very, very well. Um, so, you know, fiber is not the only solution, but I understand what you're saying that there are pockets of it. But ultimately, let's talk about the, 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 the subject that we really wanted to bring up here because I, I really took the long way to get there just to sort of <laughs> paint the picture as to what it's all about. But my community cooks is an initiative that you guys have rolled out and it couldn't have been done without the technology that you're providing. So once That's again, so you're not just doing a project where you're throwing money at something and walking away. 
You're doing mm. a project where you're constantly supplying the infrastructure and an ongoing management thereof. Absolutely. So, so um, I mean, obviously, this was uh, it was an opportunity presented to us um, by the party, and what we started with, what was presented, and what this has evolved into has been fed and sort of guided us on the journey along that we found ourselves. So initially we thought, okay, we'll run it as a campaign. And then we quickly realized this thing was actually not a campaign. Then we thought, okay, maybe we call it a project. Now we actually don't really have a name for it because it will never end. Um, We've used technology to create connections, like I said earlier on, about how to, well, between people, between communities, between industries, linking up-and-coming youngsters or up-and-coming artists in various um, sectors of the creative industry to what I suppose we would call the great legends or very experienced people who have made it, I say that in inverted commas, to share what are the what are the starting points, what do you look out for, and then obviously how do you use technology and how has technology helped in making what they do a lot easier? I mean, technology, you can carry your message to the world. You're not limited by a physical location. Um, as part of the project, we actually had, I think, a week-long shoot at the Soweto Theatre, and it was amazing. To your point, a lot of people lost their, their, their income, um, and people like sound engineers, the safe, safety guys and the health officers, all of those people – I mean, we had people coming up to us and, and saying, you don't know how grateful we are. It's the first time that we are working in almost two years. So one of the other conversations that we've opened up is, how do we take this and build a different model, a hybrid between physical and digital? We don't know how long. Yes, the world has started opening up. There are more people allowed in um, physical spaces, but it's still limited. I mean, if you hosted a concert with 50,000 people and now you're suddenly limited to 2,000, where does the revenue come from the other 48,000 who aren't there? <laughs> um, so it is an interesting um, conversation to be had because obviously the events guys will tell you differently. Their bread and butter comes from the big functions. And um, the reality is if the world doesn't move in that direction quick enough back to normal again, inverted commas, what do we do? We can't sit back and say, well, it is what it is. Sorry for you. You know, Leanne, maybe just to share with you just a few thoughts. Number one, um, I went to a concert here in Israel a, um, a couple of weeks ago. It was an outdoor concert. It was absolutely jam-packed. Um, but the announcements were constant about wearing a mask. And uh, there were threats also that if you don't wear a mask, you will be arrested and you will be fined. And everybody just complied. It was, uh, mm. you know, an outdoor concert, but everybody complied, which means that things will get back to normal and things will return. But I think also I just want to quickly mention almost the unsung heroes. I don't know if you're aware, when lockdown first came, a lot of people had booked concert tickets, paid a lot of money for them, and now these concerts were cancelled indefinitely. And when they called for the refund, they were given a choice not to get their refunds but to get the money paid over to a fund where those people who would be the supporting staff to the concert, like the security and the janitors and all that, would get a portion of those proceeds. So there would be still, there would still be revenue. So many thousands and thousands of South Africans donated their tickets to mm. those funds to allow people to do. 
I mean, just uh, the last thing is maybe you should call this project, instead of calling it a project or a whatever, maybe you should call it a tree. Because what you've done is you've planted a tree, you've allowed the roots to sink in, to draw on the creativity of people and to use your technology, but then you can allow the fruit and the leaves to grow. You allow them to spread. You allow people to have a livelihood. And who knows, as you said, the next hot sticks, Mabuza, might come from one of those fruits. That fruit will, will generate 10, 20 new brilliant artists. And the Vumatel legacy will live on and on and on. So yes. as you were talking, I just thought that would be a nice idea. <laughs> I think you may have missed your calling, Avi. <laughs> <laughs> Let's look forward because we're running a little bit out of time. So that was yep. bad. She's running out of time. <laughs> we now in South Africa have spiked, recovered very, very nicely. Things are opening up. Things are sort of returning to normal. Certain things will become the new normal. Um, but life is sort of getting back together. What, how do you guys see your pipeline filling up? How do you see it going forward? both in the domestic market, in the commercial market, and then in this particular market, your sort of outreach to the community, helping people to, to you know, to just better themselves. So I think, look, connectivity was important pre-COVID-19, but got even more important during COVID-19. And I do think as things return or something's return to the normal as it used to be, I don't think that need is going to go away. Uh, just as, as an example, when we go into these township areas or the, the reach areas, the need for connectivity is still there. Whether COVID is around or not, teachers, students still need access. Content out of a book is limited. Researching, we know that libraries are maybe not as active as they once were. We are still collecting physical books for kids to have access to in schools. Um, one of the initiatives that we, we do is we work with the um, iSchool Africa Foundation at Sara Kamalo, and that is to get digital libraries into schools as an example. That is because it allows so many more kids access to a lot more books in the language of their choice, and that's trackable with um, per kid and also with how they, they move along, how they develop. And that's just one example. We have tertiary institutions. We have sports centers. We have people out of the creative industry, the scientific industry, the finance industry coming and saying, we have content, but we don't have connectivity. So what we're doing is we're linking up with a whole lot of different organizations and NPOs to say, okay, if this is what you can bring to the table. If we provide the connectivity, how do we package it so that it makes meaningful impact again? That will never go away. The world is just going to get more and more technologically advanced. It's going to happen at a quicker pace. Connectivity is still going to be the backbone of that. Yes, fiber is one way of connecting, but it is still the most reliable. And if uncapped, it's accessible. You don't run out of it. Um, so I think the fact that we are branching out into the new age, into these different areas speaks volumes. We are going into areas where it's it's needed. And um, yeah, I, I don't know what more I could possibly say on that. I, I don't see that need ever going away, actually. No, I, I absolutely agree with you. Not only is the need never going to go away, but I think the need's going to grow and the need's going to develop. If, we, if you look where we were 
you know, just the cell phone generation and how it's moved and how the ability to connect is absolutely fundamental. Um, I, I just look, you know, I was just chatting the other day when I was a student and you had to catch buses. You sort of had to try, work out what time the buses were coming, get to the central bus station, look on the board, try work out what was going on. Today, everything is app-based. I often like say to one of my kids, like, what time is your next bus? And it's leaving at this time, it's getting here at this time, and now the bus is leaving at that time. And it's just all there. And this has all got to do with connectivity. And if you don't have that, you don't have access to those. As far as learning, as far as educating is concerned, um, you know, if you just take Janisa in the old days, those days of standing there and getting books and collecting stuff was crucial. You couldn't do Today, you don't really need to go anywhere near the building. You can simply get everything you need online. And if you want to smell and feel the book, well, then that's up to you to go and get it. But yes. we don't need it. But again, for the most impoverished communities, the playing fields almost get leveled when somebody who's disadvantaged um, really has access to the same information that anybody else does because you guys are providing the connectivity. They somehow have to get their hands on a device which become or can become cheaper and cheaper, but it's still an issue. And then all of a sudden, the world, the world's your oyster is going from there. If there are people listening who feel that they can benefit from what you guys are offering from your tree project, I want royalties on the on the word, by the way. <laughs> and, <laughs> and and they can really benefit from what you guys are offering. How do they get hold of you? Um. Sure. I'm almost just scared to give you my email address, <laughs> but I will do it. People tend to find it any which way. So um, I'm more than happy to receive emails at Williams. So that's L-I-A-N-N-E dot Williams at Brumatel.co.za. Okay, just to repeat, it's L-I-A-N-N-E. And yes, Great. word doesn't mark the spelling, but that's the way it's spelled. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Leanne dot Williams at Brumatel.co.za. Yes. Good. Yes. Leanne, unfortunately, we're out of time, but thank you. Thank you so much for coming on. And again, I feel passionately um, in the project that, you, that you're running, simply because you have no idea what the net result will be. You'll know it's great now, and you know that you're affecting people's lives. But the next great singer, the next great artist, the next amazing piece of work, maybe cannot leave its embryonic state and get into reality unless you guys are providing the ability for that to happen and for people to connect. So thank you for putting your shareholders' money into the community and making things work and everything of the best. Thank you very much, and thank you for your time and the opportunity. Great. Good. That was Leanne Williams, the Head of Marketing at Vumatel. Please go have a look. Check out their website. Check out what they're doing. Craig, we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll line up our next interview. Leanne, thanks so much. Thank you so much.